Friendship is such a beautiful and amazing and invaluable thing, isn't it? I've got new friends. I've got old friends. I've got friends that we're, we're walking out difficult things together, and I've got friends that we're just celebrating life together. I always have room for more friends. I'm never going to hit a cap in the amount of friends that I can have. Friendship is amazing. We, I have those type of friends that every time we get together, that we just, we just have a blast and we laugh and it's just fun. And I've got friends that maybe they aren't that bucket of fun kind of friendship. I've got friendships where the, there's just a depth to it and, and perhaps those are some of the friends that I run to when things are tough because they're just steady eddy and they're just true. Friendships don't have to fit into this box. Young people, uh, our students, be open to all kinds of friends of every different type of clique, every different type of group, because this is like the last phase of your life where that's going to matter. It really is. When, when, you, when you're older, you're not going to care if somebody was, and I don't know what labels y'all use, and so I'm going to sound lame. That's okay. I can sound lame. I don't care if they're the jocks or the geeks, or, um, or the metalheads. That's what you know, we called them, like the metalheads, because that wasn't going to have a metal. Ah! Um, if, if they were in the band, if they were in the chess club, if, no one cares. Like when you get in, no one cares. None of those labels matter. Adults, am I right? I don't know what point they go away, but at some point you're like, man, that's really cool. Man, that's an interesting dude. That's an interesting girl. So you might as well go ahead and get on with it now. And let's just not worry about the labels. Friendships are awesome. I value friendship. I really try hard to be a good friend. I I, I work at it. But here's the thing. We can't force it. As crazy as this seems, and I know this is like preposterous. There are some people that don't want to be my friends. I know. I can't believe it. And I can't force it. But now here's what I can do. I can't force them to be my friends, but I can still be a friend to them without their friendship. Did you know that? I can show grace to them. I can give encouragement to them. I can pray for them. I can show really cool qualities of friendship to them, even if it's not reciprocated. It takes maturity. It takes leaning on the Lord. It takes grace. But we are called to not just be friends with one another, but to love one another. For a matter of fact, it's not just some noble calling that a few of us have. We are commanded by Jesus to love one another, to be friends to one another. So let's say we're friends. I I know a lot of us, we are friends, but let's just say we're friends. Let's say we're friends. Beginning of our friendship, middle of our friendship, like long-term friends, doesn't matter. Let's say we're friends. And I send another one of my friends to your house 
to bring something to you. Robert, would you come up here for a second? Robert's, uh, he's willing to help me in, in my message today. So I send a friend. So in this, in this skit, I'm representing a friend of Mark's who's been sent. And this is, this is the friend. And would you just kind of pull, pull what's out of here? So what, what Mark is bringing to you right now is just a bunch, just a bunch of books. And they're wonderful. Here, yeah, there's, you're going to get your hands. You're going to need both hands. And uh, these books are awesome, by the way. Um, this book helps you be creative and helps you draw. Uh, there's, there's books here that, that help you, like, uh, be a man, like, better, be a better man, be a more godly man. It's this one right here. Hold on. We're going to, oh, yeah. This one right here, it's got a beard and glasses. That's so manly. That's so manly. We have books here that uh, will help you walk in blessing. This one, it's about being a great church member. This one, Tim Tebow, enough said. So, imagine me sending my friend to my friend with these books and saying, read them. They're great. There's really cool, valuable things throughout each of them. There's things that, in differing books, by the way, we have the Constitution here on the bottom. That's start maybe, you know, that one's good too. So dig in there. And at different seasons of your life, different things found in here will, will benefit you at those different times. So just read them all. Read them all. It's all good. Different seasons are contained in different chapters, but there you go. Please stay there for one second. And then I walk away. No phone call to follow up. No text. Did you get the messages? No pop-in visit. No direction on, on where to start first. Oh, there's a John Wooden book in there. If you just open it, it's full of all these great quotes. Just grab one of those anytime. The John Wooden book's great. None of that. I just send a friend with the books, drop them off and say, best, best of luck. Or, what if on my way, actually, Robert, why don't you set these right here? You've been wonderful. Can you just set those, stack those for me? Thank you. Robert, everybody. So what if, what if on the way to work one day, I stopped by your house? Hey, I'm going to pop over to your house. There's something I want to drop off you home. What time are you leaving to go to work? I'll be there a half hour before then. And I bring these same books. And I drop them off and I say, hey, um, these books are awesome. And there's, there's things that throughout every season you're going to walk out, there's things that are going to benefit you. And um, what I'm going to need from you is just to let me know where you're at. And I'll tell you where to go. Let me know where you're at in life. Let me know when you're struggling with something. Let me know when, when you're, just, you're just thrilled and you're celebrating a victory. Let me know when, when your kids are struggling and you don't know what to do. But let's do life together. Let me know, and I'll let you know exactly what book to go to. I'll let you know exactly what chapter to go to. I'll let you, we'll, as a matter of fact, we can sit and do it together. And then I leave, and then I text you later, and I'm like, hey, you know, 
no pressure on this, but, you know, I, I just want you to know those are there. But, hey, now that I got you here, how you doing? I'm praying for you. Maybe I call a little bit later. Maybe the next day I'm thinking about you. Maybe the next day I see a funny meme that I know would just hit your odd funny bone. You know, we all have our unique sense of humor. Hey, I thought of you when I sent this. Hey, I was praying and I thought of you. I want to pray for you right now. And we do that every day. And I do that for you every week. And that becomes consistent. Maybe I find out you had a rough day. And I'm like, hey, pick up the Tim Tebow book, chapter 3. It's called, Man, I Had a Tough Day. And I want you to read that chapter. Maybe I pop over and bring you your favorite candy bar. You see, it's not about, it's not about the books, even though these are great. It's about friendship. It's about doing life. It's about making ourselves available to friendship. And it's about talking and listening. And this becomes daily. The text, the phone call, the visit. Maybe I make you laugh. Maybe I make you cry. Maybe I give you some direction or clarity for an area in which you're stuck. I visit with you. I spend time with you. Which of these two type of friends do you want? The one who through an impersonal handing off says, bring these books to my friend. They need them. Or the one who personally invests and says, no, no, we're, we're friends. You're my friend. And so we're going to do life together. And these books are great and they're going to benefit you. And, but I'm going to be there to help you. Which of those two type of friends do we want? You guys, please hear me. Far too often, we think that God's word is just some books that he dropped off. Just dropped off. Maybe it was given to us by a friend saying, good stuff's in there. Best of luck. That's not what he did. Our God is a personal friend. In this series, I preached on our primary means of hearing from the Lord is in His Word. So hear me, by no means am I taking the Word of God lightly. I've preached two messages in this series so far on going to His Word to hear from Him. Okay? But hear me, it's not about plowing through these chapters and hoping you strike gold. It's about including God, being a friend with God, including Him in our search for the wonderful facets of His glory and His grace and His love and His mercy and doing life with Him. I'm telling you this right now. God is your friend. And he's personal in every way. And 
We were never meant to impersonalize God. We were never meant to put some sort of religious iconography on him and say, oh, like that, that sculpture of the old like, white dude with like, the flowing hair and beard, that's God. Well, no, that's a, that's a, a Greek artist's you know, rendition of, of God. It's representative of God. But you've got to spend time with him to find out who he is. Oh, you know, it's, it's, it's the cross and it's, you know, the, the guy dead on the cross. No, because as soon as you know Jesus, you realize he's not dead. He's alive. He's not on the cross. It's vacant. It's empty. We're to receive his friendship and be a friend. I'm telling you right now, God's reason for talking to us, prayer, it's personal every time. It's personal. You ladies want to be in on a little secret? It's not really a secret, but I'll let you, you don't really know about it. Our, our fireside chats that the men do, it's not super spiritual. It's not. We get together at, at, at my house. If the weather's nice, we make a fire outside. If the weather's bad, we take the gas fire pit into the garage. And yes, we do open. We open about 10 minutes of worship. It's wonderful. Just men worshiping together. And after that, there's no agenda. After that, there's not a dropping off of, of any book or any letter or any message. After that, it's us being together for the purpose of nurturing friendship, of growing friendship, so that we can be there for one another in life. We talk about movies. We talk about TV shows. We vent after a tough week. We encourage one another after someone had a tough week. There's times it's just moments of silence. There's times that people are really engaged and there's other times they're just sitting back. We find out about people's fitness goals being achieved and and times with their wives being fulfilling and it's just cool. But there's nothing super spiritual about it. It's friendship. It's the nurturing and growing of friendship. It's important with one another and it's important with God. You can turn in your Bible to John chapter 15. I want to read a few verses. So if you have your Bibles or your Bible app with you, John 15, verse 12. Jesus says this, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. I'll stop right there. How did Jesus love his friends? How did Jesus love those who weren't his friends? How did Jesus love strangers? How did Jesus love the world? How did Jesus love the Father? And that, that's, a, that's a great thing for us to look into is how did Jesus love and then follow that example. How, how, did, how did he love his bros? They did life together. They walked together. They talked together. They, they cooked together and cooked for one another. They did life together. Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. 
You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants. No longer do I call you slaves. For the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. All I've heard from my father, I've told you. I've communicated to you. I've shared. We've talked. Everything I've gotten from my father, I've shared with you. Which is cool because Jesus raved about the Holy Spirit and said, it's better that I go away because he's going to remind you of everything I've done. He's going to remind you of all truth. Once again, he's going to talk to you. We see in Genesis, God talking to Adam and Eve. We see in the book of Revelation, God revealing and talking to us. And we see everything in between God talking to man. God talking to us. Why do we think he only talked to these, these heroes in Scripture and doesn't want to talk to us? Why the about face, God? Why did you all of a sudden pivot and, and you wanted to be their friends, but not us? See, that's, that's not true. He is our friend. He, he is our friend and he wants to be with us. Relationship, not religion. I remember one time having just a really good conversation with my son and, and, and he used the word religion and, and I'm like, ah, do I argue semantics? And I'm like, I got to, I got to. And so I waited until it was done and I said, son, I'm not trying to argue semantics. I just need to correct something you said. I'm like, I, religion's okay. Religion has a decent place in society. It's pretty good. I think it has a decent place. But I'm not passionate about religion. I don't love religion. I haven't devoted my life to religion. I love Jesus. I'm passionate about Jesus. I've given my life to Jesus. I'm like, and it, there's a big difference, son. It's a person, and it's supposed to be what? Personal. God's reason for talking to us is probably different than our reason for wanting to hear from God. What do I mean by that? Most of the time that we want to hear from God, why do we want to hear from God? Direction. Instruction, right? That's, that's usually our desire. Direction and instruction. Lord, I, I need to hear from you. I need to know what to do. Lord, I need to know what school my kids are supposed to go to. Lord, I, I, I need to know if I'm supposed to quit this job and find another job. Lord, I need to know if I'm supposed to, to move. Lord, I, I need to know if I need to find another church that, where the pastor isn't so abrasive and challenging so much. Lord, I need, I need direction. I need instruction. God's motive for talking to us is personal. It's personal. It's friendship. Let me give you an example. All right, Chris is my friend. So every now and then, I can give Chris instruction. Sometimes it's really valuable. Chris, zipper. X, Y, Z. Zip it up. A little bit of just good instruction. Oh, thank you. Sometimes I can give him direction. Hey, brother, I, I thought you knew where you were going. We should have turned a little left back there. Sorry, man. We need to hang a Yui, and, and now it's going to be a right. But, you know, that, that's where we're heading. 
But if that's the only time we're talking, if our only interaction is when you're giving me direction or instruction or I'm giving you direction or instruction, how fulfilling would that relationship be? Lame. Husbands and wives. How often can I get by with giving just direction and instruction to my wife before she goes, you, you got to change. You got to change. You got to do something. This is brutal. You know what my wife wants? She wants to be my friend. She wants to be my friend. You know what Jesus wants? Same thing. To be your friend. He doesn't want all the interaction to be direction and instruction. He wants us to come to him out of relationship. Out of friendship. Debbie, would you mind coming up? Can everyone repeat after me real quick? Say, Lord, thank you. That wasn't everybody. That wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. Everybody say, Lord, thank you that I'm a sheep. And thank you that you are the good shepherd. we read John, Abby, curveball, if if you're back there, we're going to go to John 10.10 in the ESV. Actually, let's go to John 10. I don't know if it'll be 10.10. Just be on your toes. In John chapter 10, Jesus is talking about being the good shepherd. He says it twice. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the gate. I'm the gate. He's a good shepherd. He's the gate. He's the pasture. He's all. He says in verse 11, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He says it again in verse 15. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. Twice in this chapter, Jesus says this. The sheep know my voice. The sheep know me. They know my voice and they follow me. From what I understand, sheep would all be in an inner wall, there'd be walls, not a fence, like a wall where where the town would bring their sheep. So all these sheep's commingling. Sheep commingling. Sheep, the plural of sheep? Sheep. And then in the morning, and sometimes the shepherds would even sleep at at the edge of the gate, in the morning the shepherds would get up and call his sheep, and his sheep would come out. And they'd follow. He'd he'd make sure they all came out. And then they'd close the pen. And he would lead and they would follow. Why? They knew him. They knew his voice. We can hear from God. We can hear from God. It's innate. It's innate within us. When we give our lives to Jesus, it becomes innate. It becomes natural. We become sheep. We realize he's a good shepherd. 
And all of a sudden, we have imparted into us this innate ability to know the voice. But I will say this. It's got to be nurtured. It's got to be responded to. It's got to be matured. Even now, at what point do we stop maturing? At what point do we stop growing? For anyone out there that might have a tough time hearing from God and knowing if God is speaking, let me just give some real practical things. Get alone with God and then get get it all out, whatever you got to get out. Go ahead and he's okay with that. He's okay with, with uh, you starting with the yuck. He's okay with that. Sit down with them and just get it out. Get it off your chest. And then be still. It's hard, it's hard to be still. It's hard to listen when our minds are so consumed with the heavy stuff, right? So let's just do it first. He's, he's like loving. He's like, come on, bring it. I can take it. Let me get it all out. Let me gather ourselves. And then we can just be still. And then just ask him, Lord, what's on your mind? Lord, what are your thoughts towards me? Lord, what do you want me to hear today? And then just be still. And you know what's good is to have either a pad, a paper and pencil with you, or like even if you're a digital device kind of person, have your iPad with you, your iPhone, and take notes. Read scripture. Read read John. John's a wonderful book. Read Ephesians. Apparently, like we're all doing a series on Ephesians coming up. I love that the women are doing it, the men are doing it. There wasn't this collaboration. It was just the Holy Spirit. And and read. Don't read a bunch. Read like 10 verses and then stop and listen. Read a chapter and then stop and listen. That's what we do. Chris leads our men's Bible study. We read a chapter and then we just go back and forth. Ooh, and it says this. Man, what did that mean? Oh, that's cool. Oh, check this out. And it's just relational. It's back and forth. And that's the way we should do it with God too. What, what do you mean by that? I don't understand that. Holy Spirit, can you unpack that for me? Read something that's clearly not about you. I mean, read, read John chapter 10. And then say, Lord, in the midst of reading your word, would you speak to me? And then write down what you believe he's saying to you about you, about him, about he and you. And then ask him about it. Lord, is this you or is this me? Lord, is this you? And, and honestly, friends, I'm just telling you from experience, the huge majority of the time, he's like, yeah, that's me. That's me. Don't doubt it. Don't talk yourself out of it. That's me. Because we're alone. We're intentional. We're with God. And he's, he wants to speak because he's a friend. He didn't just drop off the books. Did we grab a hold of that analogy? He didn't just drop them off and say, best of luck. He wants to do life and say, hey, reach underneath here. This one. Open this one. Go to chapter 5. I got something for you there. There's times I don't know if that voice I'm hearing, Lord, is that you? Is that me? Is that the world? Is that the enemy? Enemy is pretty obvious. Enemy is pretty obvious. Just to be honest with you. 
if the enemy's trying to tear down and come against you and he's bringing shame and condemnation, that's the enemy. That ain't Jesus. I mean, that's not what he does. Even if the conviction of the Holy Spirit isn't tearing us down and shaming us and condemning, it's all to grow us. I love this analogy. I use it all the time, but it's an awesome analogy. Our kids are learning to walk. They're babies. And they, they stand up and they're wobbly. And you're like, come on, come on, baby. Come to me. Come on. And they take a step or two and then what? Down they go. What good parent goes, you moron. You should be ashamed of yourself. I can't believe you fell. You took one step. If I'm being generous, one step. That's a bad parent. Not our good shepherd. Not, not our great and perfect father. He's like, get up. That was awesome, baby. Come on. Come on. You, come to me. Your voice is saying, you're a moron, you're a loser, that was stupid, you blew it. I mean, God, the world, the world has a pretty clear message these days. I think the world's, the voice of the world's pretty easy to recognize. But there's times where like, Lord, I just want to know if it's you. I, is that me? It's you. It's coming from within me, so I feel like it, it could be me. Then just be quiet and quit talking yourself out of it and just listen and see what your friend has to say. See what your Father has to say. See what Jesus has to say. The Holy Spirit's not an it. The Holy Spirit is a he. There's three persons, and our relationship with God is supposed to be personal. Can I, can I ask you to do something? And it'll, it, the, the only thing I'm going to ask you to do is to stand. If Don't stand yet, because I'm just going wait, to wait for the call. If you have a tough time hearing from the Lord, you just have a tough time hearing from God. In a moment, I'm going to ask you just to stand up and, and I'm going to pray over you. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. We're not going to condemn each other. We're not going to be like, ah, that person's 60 years old and doesn't know how to hear from God. There's, I mean, that's the enemy. Let's not allow any fear. But if you have a tough time hearing from God, would you just, would you just stand up right there where you are? Eyes open. Everyone keep your eyes open. Anybody say, yeah, I, I have a tough time hearing from God. That's great, David. Yeah, I appreciate your courage, man. And just so you know, you ain't the only one. You're, I don't know why Marvel people aren't standing, but I'm just letting you know, a lot of people struggle with hearing from God. Anyone else? See, God wants to remedy this right now because it's a relationship. He wants to remedy this right now and he wants to have a breakthrough. And I don't know what the breakthrough is. I don't have any certain script or prayer in mind. We're just going to call upon the name of Jesus and just let him do what he wants to do. Anyone else? If you can just close your eyes and just have your heart in a place of receiving. Um, we're going to pray right now. Lord, we so desire to hear from you. And Lord, I thank you for these Lord, that have stood up in this, in this yearning saying, there's times I have a tough time hearing from you and I want to hear from you and I want to know it's you. Lord, I ask first and foremost that you would just grip their hearts and let them know that you adore them. You value their friendship and you call them friends. First and foremost, Lord, let them hear that you call them friends. 
Lord, let us all hear that. We all need to hear that. And then, Lord, I just ask right now that whatever bit of whatever bit of um, growing or clarity that you want to bring, Holy Spirit, would you just do that right now? Would you just guide these people into truth? The truth of hearing your word, hearing your truth, hearing your voice and recognizing and saying, I know that voice. That's the voice of the Good Shepherd. That's the voice of my Lord and Savior. That's the voice of Jesus. Lord, I pray peace right now. Lord, this is not something that we have to stress about because it's all on you. And you love to talk to us. You love to communicate with us. So Lord, I just pray peace. Any trepidation or anxiety about this would just be gone, Lord. It's not, Lord, it's on you. It's on you and you're so great at this. You've talked to us all along. And Lord, I just ask that even in this moment, would you press upon their hearts some words of affection. Not, we're not asking for instruction or direction at this moment. We're just asking, Lord, would you speak some words of affection to these friends of yours who are seeking you today? And Lord, we do ask the same for every one of us. Would you speak some words of affection to each one of us? In Jesus' name, amen. And y'all can be seated. If I can just encourage us. Let's take some time to tuck away. To be with the Lord. Let's be honest and just giving him all the yuck. Take that deep breath and just draw in the Lord. And then let's just ask him what his thoughts are. Let's be with him. Let's hear from him. Let's write it down. Let's write it down. Let's celebrate it. Let's acknowledge it. I'll say this. It's easy. It gets easier and easier to recognize the voice of the Lord once we acknowledge it and go, yeah. Kara doesn't have to call and go, hey, baby, this is Kara. I'm like, I know. I know, I've known your voice for 25 years. She doesn't have to introduce herself, and that's the way the Lord wants to be with us. Hey, bud. Hey, God. Hey, sweetie. Hey, God. Hello, friend. Hello, Lord. As we close the service, if anybody needs prayer for anything, I just want to encourage y'all to come up. And if any of y'all want to pray for folks, come on up. We are the body so we do life together. So if you see someone come up and you feel like, man, I want to go pray for them, just come on up and, and point them to Jesus. I'll leave us with this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Have an awesome day. You are loved. He is your friend. And he's got awesome things to say to you. Affection and instruction and direction when needed. But lots and lots and lots of affection. Have a great day.